Good morning. morning. Happy Sabbath. Sabbath. Our God is good. You believe that? Let me hear you say amen. 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 I've been blessed so far this Sabbath. How about you? This morning as we get into the word, I invite you to turn to our opening text in our Bibles to Matthew chapter 8 verse 5. Matthew chapter 8 verse 5. And while you're turning there, some of you got the bulletins. I think they ran out, but inside the bulletin, there was a, a brochure there. And there's something here we're doing called a Living Waters School of the Prophets. And the purpose of this school we plan to do this summer is for character development. If you study the history of our schools, we had the... Um, the city Bible training school, which is evangelistic training, and then there was the outpost, outpost schools, such as um, Avondale and Madison College. So we're looking at more, not as the intellectual knowledge, because as a pastor, I realized that what's lacking out in the field is um, not so much knowledge, head knowledge, or even evangelistic skills, but it's actually character development. And so um, this is something we felt we need to put on this summer to um, quickly develop character among our young people. So you have a brochure, if you can you know, pray about it, you're interested in this, or, or give it to someone who you know might be interested in something like this. And the purpose is not only the intellect, but the balance of the physical, mental, and spiritual. So not only you will be actually um, studying Daniel Revelation the whole summer, but also there's going to be uh, learning a trade. So half the day you're studying, half the day, several hours a day, we're going to be learning a trade, whether it's agriculture, carpentry, or culinary arts, and they put it together with the spiritual worship so, um, and, out, and outreach and service. So it's something to think about and pray about, and we're working out where we're not going to turn any students away. You can go to the pre-session call portal program and work during the program also, that you can work with good work ethics and pay, work your whole tuition off. And so that's the plan of the Living Water School of the Prophets. And if you're interested, you can go to our website at www aloudandclearcall.org that's www.aloudandclearcall.org the sermon title this morning is entitled the recreating power of God's word the recreating power of God's word you see God's word is much more powerful than we normally think it is God's word is creative and that's what we'll be looking at this morning so this morning as we open God's word may God may the word open up our minds to see the power within his word let us pray father as your word is open help us to understand may your Holy Spirit speak to us and our hearts in Jesus name amen What's going on in this story? Look at Matthew chapter 8, verse 5. The Bible says, And when Jesus was entered into Capernaum, there came unto him a centurion beseeching him, and saying, Lord, my servant lies at home sick of the palsy, grievously tormented. And Jesus said unto him, I will come and heal him. So this, the centurion came to Jesus and said, there's, there's a servant here that I have that is sick. He's paralyzed. Please heal my servant. And then Jesus said, okay, let me go to your home and let me, let me go in my own physical presence into your home. Now notice what the Bible says what happened. 
The centurion answered and said, Lord, he said, I am not worthy that you should come under my roof, but speak the word only and my servant shall be healed. Look at verse 10. When Jesus heard it, he marveled and said to them that followed, Verily, verily, I say unto you, I have not found so great faith, no, not in Israel. So, when the centurion came to Jesus, he said, Please heal my servant. And Jesus said, and, and, and Jesus said, I'll go to the home and I'm going to heal your servant. And the centurion said, no, don't, don't, heal, don't come with your physical presence. All I want you to do is speak the what? The word what? Only. Not the word and something else, but just speak the word only. And I know just the word and the word only, it would heal my servant. And not only that, Jesus also said in verse 10, he said, I have not found so great faith in all of Israel. So what was it that Jesus called great faith, according to the word? That he believed in what? The word and the word only. Amen? The word and the word only. Amen? And this is what Jesus said, in all of Israel, I've not found so great faith. This is what Jesus called great faith. If there was one thing that Jesus called great faith, it was believing in the word of God and the word of God only to accomplish what it says it would do, beloved. Amen? Amen. That is the power of the word this morning. We know in John 1.14, it says that the only begotten son is the word. In other words, Jesus is the word. And you cannot depend upon the word or trust the word unless you know the word. Amen? And since the word is Jesus, and really love is trust. You don't trust anyone out there you don't know and don't love, right? You trust someone who's close to you. In other words, you would never trust in the word. You never trust in Jesus unless you learn to depend upon him. You never depend upon the word unless you first depend upon Jesus. Because the word is a person, beloved. Amen? Amen? So you must know Jesus. And to know him is to love him. Amen? And if you love him, if you love him, you will obey him, beloved. Amen? So rather than just obeying and just learning what to do and what not to do, you must go a step further before that. You must love Jesus first, right? But in order to love Jesus, you must go a step further before that. You must know Jesus, beloved. Amen? And you know His beautiful character of love revealed here in His Word, beloved. Amen? And to know Jesus is to love Him because He's so beautiful this morning, beloved. Amen? So faith, as you look at your handout here, faith is... Depending upon the word of God only and expecting that word only to do what it says it would do. If that's clear, let me hear you say amen. Amen? Okay, let's move on. Turn with me to Psalms chapter 33, verse 6. As we look at the great faith, the power of God's word. Psalms chapter 33, verse 6 in your Bibles. How did God create the heavens and the earth? Notice the Bible says, We're studying about the word. Remember that word? Word. Okay, as we go through the Bible. The Bible says, Psalm 33, verse 6, By the, what is that word? Word of the Lord were the heavens, what? 
made or created. The heavens and earth were created by the word and all the host of them by the breath of his mouth. So out of the breath, as a word is formed, when you speak a word, a word is made out of the breath. Out of his word, everything was created. Look at verse 9. For he spake and it was done. He commanded and it stood fast. Before God spoke, was there anything created? No. It was only after he spoke, then it was done, it was created. It was only as he commanded with words, and he spoke with words, did it stand fast. In other words, the word of God has created power today, beloved. Amen? Now you look at your handout here. I just want to, for sake of time, put down the, the scripture in Ephesians chapter 3, verse 9. The Bible says, And to make all men see was the fellowship of the mystery which from the beginning of the world had been hidden God. God who created how many things? All things by who? Jesus Christ. And we know Jesus Christ is the Word. In other words, all things that was ever created was created by the Word of God. Amen? So the Word of God has creative power. See, when Jesus went to hear the centurion, the centurion knew that he didn't want just the presence of Jesus. He knew that the, the very thing that he needed was the creative power of the Word. And that was what Jesus called great faith. When there was darkness, God said, the Bible says, and you, whenever you speak, it's words. God said with words, let there be light, and there was light. Beloved, amen? How fast this, was the light after he said, let there be light? Millions of years? Thousands of years? How fast was it created when he said, let there be light? Instantly. Immediately. Transformational. When there was no atmosphere, God said, let there be a firmament, and it was so. When God desired dry land, God said, let the dry land appear, and it was so, immediately. When there was no vegetation, God said with words, let the earth bring forth grass, and it was so. God said, God said, God said, let there be living creatures, and it was so. By His word, everything that was on this earth and in heaven was created. And as it was in creation, so it is in redemption. Amen? Creation is redemption, beloved. Amen? God created in the beginning. David knew this, and David said, Create in me a what? Clean heart, a new heart. That same creative power of God's word that created the heavens and the earth back then is the same creative power of redemption that creates within you and me today a new heart, beloved. Amen? That is the creative power of God's word. Make me a new creature in Christ. The creative power of God's word. I invite you to turn to me to 1 Peter chapter 1, verse 23. 1 Peter chapter 1, verse 23, after Hebrews. 1 Peter chapter 1, verse 23. Let's look at the Word. So the Word was the very thing that created the heavens and the earth. Now look at 1 Peter chapter 1, verse 23. Notice the Bible says this. 
being born again. How many of you desire or glad that you are, have been born again? Let me see your hands. Amen? How are we born again? Listen to what the Bible says. Not what people say or I say or the pastor say. Let's believe what the Word of God says. Amen? The Bible says here, being born again, not a corruptible seed, but of incorruptible, but of incorruptible, by being born again by how? The word of God, which lives and abides forever. Amen. In other words, we are born again, created anew by the same power that created the heavens and the earth before, beloved. Amen. The word of God that created the heavens and the earth, it created back then in six days the heavens and the earth. This same created power has the same power in your life and my life to create within you and me and to be born again today at this very moment. And when the word of God says comes to our hearts and creates a new heart within us, how soon, how fast can it, how long does it take for that created power of God's word to change and transform your life, love? Immediately. Is that not true? God's word has power to transform and to change my life and your life. Turn with me to 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 6 in your Bible. 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 6. Let's look at this again. 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 6. The Bible says, For God, this same God who commanded the light to shine out of darkness back in the days of creation, has shined now where? In our hearts. To give the light to the truth of the knowledge of the glory or the character of God in the face of Jesus. In other words, it reveals, the word of God reveals the truth of God's character of love. And when we see this character of love, we'll be transformed into the very image of Jesus Christ. So this Word of God, as you open the Word of God and you surrender to the Word of God, it transforms your life. It makes you a new person, a new creature. It creates a new heart within you. You're born again by the Word of God this morning. If you believe what I'm saying, let me hear you say amen. Amen? amen. Now let's go to Genesis chapter 1, verse 1. Turn back to the beginning. Genesis chapter 1. How was the earth before creation? Genesis chapter 1, verse 2. The Bible says, In the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth. And the earth was three things, without form, chaotic, and void or empty. And darkness was upon the face of the deep. And the Spirit of God moved upon the face of the waters. And God said with words, let there be light. And there was what? Light. Now creation is redemption. In other words, our hearts are just like the world was before God created. Before God comes with his word into our hearts, my heart and your heart is without form. It's chaotic. It's empty. And it's filled with darkness. My heart and your heart. In other words, before I was converted, before I had come to know the word, Jesus Christ that transformed my life, my life had no direction. I've lived for the pleasure of the day. 
Do you know what I'm talking about? I lived for myself. I had no purpose in life. I didn't know what I was made for. And then the word came and it gave me direction. It gave me a hope. It gave me a purpose in my life. And we can praise God for his word this morning. Amen? Before I come to know Jesus, my, my heart was also empty. It was lonely. It was looking for things in life or people in my life to fill that void, that emptiness that I have within my life. And then the word of God, the creative power of God's word came in and I surrendered to that word and I learned to trust his word and it transformed my life and it changed me and it gave me peace and happiness no matter what my condition was. The Bible says the, the earth was dark, filled with darkness. Before we knew the word, which is truth, and light is truth, the opposite of light is falsehood, error. The false rumors of Satan was spread throughout the universe. And then the word of God comes in and reveals the true character of God's love. And the character of love makes you know Jesus and to love him, to serve and obey this Lord that we serve with all of our hearts. And because of that, it breaks, away, breaks us away from the change of sin in our lives because of God's love. That's the transforming power of God's word this morning. I need God's word. How about you? Amen? We need the word. We need to get back into the creative power of God's word. If we're not looking and studying and depending and trusting the word, which is Jesus, and depending upon Jesus, the word, the person, we will never experience the creative power of a new heart. I need a new heart. How about you? Amen? I invite you to turn me to Titus chapter 1, verse 2. Titus, right before Hebrews in your Bibles, Titus chapter 1, verse 2. It's right before Hebrews. It's just a small book. What is it that God cannot do? The Bible says, in hope of eternal life, with God that cannot what? So God cannot lie. Now God, the Bible says that not that God chooses not to lie, but that God what? Cannot lie. In other words, He cannot lie. Now why can He? Why? Why is it that God cannot lie? Because it's truth. Because he's God, right? But God kind of lies is because when he speaks, as soon as he speaks, what happens? It is so. When he says the word light, what happens? There is what? An animal? There is what? Light. In other words, whatever God speaks, it happens because within that very word, encapsulated within the very word, light, is the very form, the very power of light itself. Are you following me? When God speaks, whatever that word describes exists in living form within that very word. Let's go through an illustration. 
We were made in the image of God, in the likeness of God, right? So we were made in the form of God. In other words, our own words that you and I speak have a likeness to the creative power of God's word. We're made in a, as a form of God. Now look at your handouts here. There was an experiment done by Watts Hughes called an idophone, which they got a singer, and in this idophone, there were particles on the bottom. Um, in this idophone, like a, a tube they sang into, and they sang like the word happy. And with the word happy, there's the breath, and it pushed the particles that was in, inside this tube, and it, it pushed it against this wall that had an adhesive to it, and it stuck these particles against that wall. Now you would think that when you, you would sing a word that all these particles would hit that wall and it would be this chaotic, right? But in these, these are actually pictures of words that were sung into this tube and actually the word that was sung by a human being was created through those particles against the wall and actual picture. And the first picture is actually a picture of a fern. Do you see that? The next picture, they sang a different word. It went out and it formed a picture of a daisy. Hmm. On the back there, you look. The next, they sang a different word. And the next word that they sang produced a picture of a pansy. And then they sang another word. This, it produced a picture against the wall of a landscape. In other words, we were made in the image of God. And our very words produce, though not the actual thing, but we have a form of godliness. But God himself has the power of godliness, beloved. Amen? Amen. As the image of God, God's word has created power, but we are made in the image, the likeness of God. There's no power when we say light, but when we say these words, it creates forms within our very breath. That is the power of God, beloved. Amen? God's word is divine. His word is creative energy. His word is living and powerful. And if we would only trust and depend upon his word, all the creative powers of heaven and the earth will be unleashed within this world if we would only believe, beloved. Amen? Amen. God's word is powerful. And God has given to us his creative word. And this word, this, we're born again by this very word. Our lives are transformed. It changes us by this very word. Is it no wonder that Satan wants to try everything possible to get us away from the creative power of God's word and distract us from the very thing that has divine power here on this earth? Do you see that? Do you see distractions every single day to get you away from the very source that has power in this world? Every day. Every day. Satan knows where your source of power is. And he's looking to distract you, to get you in all different directions, to get you away from the word of God. But beloved, praise God, Jesus, the word became flesh, beloved, amen? And dwells among us. And it's right here in front of you, beloved. Amen? That is the power of God's word. Now, what is it that God's word does? Turn me to Isaiah chapter 55, verse 10 in your Bibles. Isaiah chapter 55, verse 10. What does the word say it would do? The Bible says, 
I always say, don't believe a word I have to say, but believe what the Bible, the word has to say, beloved. Amen? Amen. The creative power of God's word. The Bible says, For as the rain comes down and snow from heaven and returns not, but waters the earth and makes it bring forth in bud, that it may give seed to the sower and bread to the eater. So just as the rain comes and accomplishes what God intends the rain to do, the same way in verse 11, so will my word be that goes forth out of my mouth. It's not going to return unto me void or empty-handed, but it will accomplish that which I please, and it shall prosper in the thing whereto I sent it. In other words, God's word will accomplish what it says it would do if you would just, just depend upon and surrender yourself to the powerful, creative power of God's word, beloved. Amen? Amen. That's the creative. If we trust and depend upon God's word, it would do what it says it would do. And just as you were not there when God created the heavens and the earth, neither are you there when God creates within you a new heart. For the word alone that has the power to create. And this is the, just as when back then, there was nothing in the, in, the, in the days of creation. There was nothing there. But God created something out of nothing, beloved. Amen? And just as our hearts may be dark and empty and lonely, and when there's absolutely nothing in our own human strength, God comes with His word, the created power of God's word, into your life, and He transforms your life. He makes you a new person in Jesus Christ. And he makes something where once there was nothing. And praise God for that this morning. Amen? Amen. That's the creative power of God's word. It accomplishes what it says it would do. Therefore, when your heart becomes stormy and unsettled, why don't you surrender to the word that says, Be still and know that I am God. Amen? When you become restless... And in patience, surrender to the word. Wait, I say, on the Lord. Amen? When you struggle with temptation or even sexual temptation, surrender to the word that says, flee fornication. When you become disheartened and discouraged, surrender to the word. Be of good courage and he shall strengthen your heart this morning. I want to depend upon the word. How about you? Amen? Now, who is the rock? 1 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 4. Just to turn there. 1 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 4. The Bible says, Did all drink the same spiritual rock, spiritual drink, for they drank of that spiritual rock that followed them, and that rock was who? Christ. Christ is the rock. 1 Corinthians 3, 11 says, Christ is also the foundation. In other words, Jesus being the Word, I put it on the board, the, the Word is a foundation, and the Word is a rock. In other words, we can stand on the promises of God. Amen? Amen. Let's go through a story here, an illustration. Turn to me to Matthew chapter 14. Matthew chapter 14. In your Bibles, verse 24. Matthew chapter 14, verse 24. This is a story with the disciples in the boat. And I drew an illustration on the board over here. 14 verse 24. The Bible says, There was a storm. And the Bible says, But the ship was now in the midst of the sea, 
tossed with waves, for the wind was contrary. There was a big storm. And in the fourth watch of the night, Jesus went unto them walking on the sea. And when the disciples saw him walking on the sea, they were troubled, saying, It is a spirit, and they cried out for fear. So they're in this boat, the big storm, they're fearing for their lives, we're told in inspiration. They're trying everything possible to save themselves. And there they see this man walking on the water. They thought it was a spirit, according to the Bible. And then the Bible says here, but straightway Jesus spake unto them, saying, be, be of good cheer, it is I, be not afraid. And Peter answered him and said, Lord, if it be thou, bid me come unto, come unto thee on the water. So if it is really you, then let me walk to you. And he, Jesus, said, come. When Peter was come down out of the ship, he walked on the water to go to Jesus but when he saw the wind voices, he was afraid, and beginning to sink, he cried, saying, Lord, save me. And immediately Jesus stretched forth his hand and caught him and said unto him, O thou little faith, wherefore didst thou doubt? Now, can you walk in water? Is anyone here that can walk in water? Is it possible for water to hold people up yes. in the river yes. in the real world <laughs> Pacific. in the Pacific no so water it doesn't have to, it cannot hold people up it just cannot so what was it that held Peter up Holy Spirit Holy Spirit what faith Trust. Trust. Belief. Christ. Christ. I would say those are the good traditional Adventist answers. <laughs> but, but I heard it. I heard two people. It was a word. What word? Christ. What? Why is it? Why is it that Peter could stand on the word come? Why is that? Because the word is a what? Foundation. The word is a rock. We sing the song, standing on the what? Promises of God. Beloved, you can stand. And Peter learned to stand on the promises of God. Beloved, amen? The word of God is created. The word of God is a foundation. The word of God is a rock. You can stand. You can depend upon. You can stand on the word of God. And Peter understood what faith was, depending upon the word of God only, and, to, and expected to accomplish what it says we're doing. When, Jesus, when Peter was on the water, he began to walk on the word come. But then what happened? He took his eyes off of Jesus. He took his eyes off Jesus. So as he's walking, he took it. And who's Jesus? He's the what? Messiah. The Messiah. And what else we learned? The word. So as he's studying the word and he's getting closer, he's knowing the love letters of God to him. He's knowing Jesus. His eyes is on the word. And as soon as the, the waves are crashing, the hardships of life and destruction of the world, he takes his eyes off the word, which is Jesus. And he begins to what? Sink. Sink. He looking back at his friends of how good he's doing. The pride of life. Pride comes in. Depending what he can do, not only the word only can do. And as he's walking there, he's depending upon Jesus. He be, and he turns away, he begins to sink. The ways of life are crashing on him. And then he turns, and then who does he cry out to? Jesus again. 
Jesus and who is Jesus? The word. He takes, he's focusing on the word. He's learning about the beautiful character of God's love. He's studying, he's learning to love Jesus by knowing the word. And then the destruction of life, his uncle dies. His mom passes away. He loses his job. The waves crash in. He turns off the word. As he looks away from the word, he begins to sink. But it's when he turns back unto the word to depend upon the word only. It saves him once again. Amen? Amen. He depends upon the word of God and the word of God only. Where was Peter safe, safer? Was he safer in the boat or was he safer on the word come? Peter was safer on the word come than he was in the boat, beloved. Amen? And you are safer depending upon and standing upon the word of God than the best man-made instrument of both there is out there in this world, beloved. Amen? You can depend upon the word of God. He was safe when the word come. And if God's word had called him to walk on air, could Peter have walked on air? If God's word had said, bid him to come, could he have walked on air? And just like Elijah who walked on air, in the last days, those who have learned to depend upon and know the word, which is Jesus, time and time again, when Jesus tells them to come, they will learn to walk on air to be with Jesus in the air and to meet his loved ones in the air and to live with Jesus forever. Amen? Amen. That is the power of God's word. But only those who have learned to trust and depend upon Jesus, the word, will be able to do that. The secret to spiritual power is the trusting and obedience to God's word. For we're not saved by any works that we may do, but we're saved by the creative power of God's word and God's word only. Amen? That is God's power within my life and your life this morning. So because of this, brothers and sisters, I commend unto you this book. The creative power of God's word. For within its pages has all the creative power to accomplish within your life to perfectly reproduce the character of Christ within you for now and for eternity. How many of you this morning want to depend upon God's word? If that's your desire, then would you raise your hand with me this morning? Amen. May depend upon His creative power. Let us pray. Father, we are grateful for Your Word. We thank You for its creative power. And as we learn to trust and to love You, may we learn to trust and depend upon every word that proceeds from Your mouth. We thank You. In Jesus' name, Amen.